My name's Sally Axenoff and I'm the founder of Stay With It. It's a social initiative on Instagram that I have set up in my downtime between raising three young children and working for our family business. It's a page dedicated to encouraging travel to the communities who are affected by the summer bushfires in Australia by featuring accommodation options within these regions. To get a better understanding of the reasoning behind the page and its following and its success, it's best to give you some context. As a kid, I grew up in a coastal town, one of the towns that was affected by the summer's bushfires. Summer for me, as a kid, meant no vacancy signs at all the hotels, traffic jams to get anywhere, and my quiet beaches were always full of tourists. The lines in shops were back to the door, the wait for fish and chips was at least 30 minutes, and the town's population tripled from December through to when school started up again in late January. The summer of 2019-2020 was set to be the same. Communities were preparing for the influx of tourists and predicting 90 to 100% hotel occupancy. They were preparing for the festivities of Christmas and the celebrations of New Year's. This is a holiday period many small communities rely on to pay their bills over the quieter winter months. It's the time they employ their town's youth to assist with their businesses and support other local businesses through the purchase of their goods, services and produce. However, as the bushfire season commenced, all of that changed. Summer in Australia was not going to be like one we had ever experienced before. Police would not be targeting speeding this year, but they would be helping with mass evacuations. Lifeguards were not saving swimmers' lives but running evacuation centres on our beaches. Firefighters were not on call, but on duty months on end. Firefighters from across the globe left their families for Christmas to come and help defend our nation. The buzz of helicopters and water bombing planes were the sounds of our summer. The air was thick and many days were dark. The bushfire season ran from September through to March with the brunt of the damage felt during the summer, the summer we now remember as Australia's Black Summer. Over 7,900 buildings were destroyed and over 1 billion animals' lives were lost. Tragically, 33 humans also lost their lives. In addition to this, 35 million hectares of land was burnt. To give you a little bit of perspective, the United Kingdom is approximately 24 million hectares, and the state of New Mexico is 31.5 million hectares. California is 42 million hectares. Can you imagine 83% of the entire state of California burnt out? It's the entire 35 million hectares of Germany, just gone. It's hard to comprehend how the fires got to that size or how it spread that fast. But with the conditions that summer provided, the bushfires took on the life of their own and truly changed Australia. The bushfires affected our entire nation. Everyone either knew someone who lived in a fire-affected region, they had previously visited one of the regions or towns, or they could emphasise as their region previously experienced a disaster similar. The nation truly came together. The support was overwhelming in the form of donations to firefighters, donations to the charities that assist those who lost everything, and donations to animal support charities. Food and clothing drives were established across Australia where food and clothes were driven or shipped to the places in needs. 
Charity concerts were held and merchandise was made with the proceeds helping relief efforts. It was truly touching to see a nation come together and display the true meaning of mateship. Along with many others, even after donating, I was left with a feeling like I could do more. I had an overwhelming sense that something more needed to be done. I was in a fire-affected region visiting my mum and my extended family at Christmas. At this time, my auntie, uncle and my grandma had already evacuated their house twice in the fire season. There were still active fires in the surrounding regions and our journey was now over four hours compared to the two hours it normally was. There was a fire blocking the road between our normal houses and we could tell that it had already impacted the economy of the region. It was very quiet despite at that time a lull between the fire fronts. Two days before the fire impacted that township, we decided to head home as we were concerned with the upcoming weather changes, further road closures may have occurred, which wasn't going to be ideal with us having three kids under five and a puppy in the car. I look back on our decision and I'm very grateful we didn't need to go through what many others did. I'm not sure how I would have explained to my four-year-old why we had to spend the day at the beach or why the sky was black in the middle of the day, or what the explosion noises were. But at the same time, I couldn't help but feel guilty. I was guilty that we had left in time, but my mum and my family and friends still had to experience it. I missed a phone call from my mum on the day the fire impacted. She left a voicemail saying that she had evacuated and said where she was going to. She had said she also didn't have much phone battery. I called her back as soon as I heard the message, and hoped I would be able to speak to her again. I got through to her and she said that she had now evacuated to another location and the sky was like the night and the smoke was very thick. That was the last time I could hear her voice for many days. Phone reception was mostly out. However, one of our family friends was able to text and that's how we got updates on everyone's safety. I had family friends lose their houses, family go without power for weeks and places I grew up with completely wiped out. The guilt was extreme and the need to help out was greater. In early January, I saw the social initiative Spend With Them created. It encouraged people from across Australia and the world to purchase goods from businesses within the fire-affected regions that could be sent via post. I love that it was boosting the economy and assisting those who had already suffered so much. I was quickly in touch with the team at Spend With Them to see if they would mind if I started an extension of their idea that would promote accommodation in the regions so when it was safe to travel again, people would have these locations on the forefront of their mind and choose to holiday in one of these places for their next getaway. The team at Spend With Them was very supportive and encouraging. That is how Stay With Them was created. The page was not only designed to give inspiration for getaways, it was also to help those that had lost their holiday trade get back on their feet and give them hope that people were thinking of them. It was a way for potential guests to connect directly with an accommodation provider to not only start the guest experience and help remind them that there are humans and stories behind accommodation facilities, but also, so bookings could be made direct and cut out the need for any third-party booking websites. The thought behind it was third-party commission sites take up to 15%, sometimes more, of booking made through their pages. So for every $100 you're spending on a night's accommodation, $15 of that booking is going to the site instead of staying in the community you need. Yes, the booking sites do have their place. 
and it can be great for sourcing hotels. But for a small accommodation provider, it can be very costly. It could be the decision between able to hire another staff member or not. Could be the reason they can't upgrade their facilities. If they charge $200 per room in a 10-room hotel and $30 per room of that is going to a booking website, that's $300 a night from those 10 rooms they're giving away. If every room every night of the year was booked this way, the business would be paying over $100,000 on commissions. To me, it's just not acceptable. These regions need every dollar. So to create a platform to assist them in building their client base and encourage direct bookings felt like a great way to help. Like most passion projects, I draw my resources to be able to establish the page. I use my 10 years experience in hotels to understand what these providers needed, my local knowledge to empathize with what they had lost and my connections to build the brand. I had a friend create the logo and a school friend whose family also lived in a fire affected region helped build the page. He also had a couple of influencer friends who were able to jump on board and share the page in their storage, encouraging more people to get involved. After featuring a number of online articles and getting support from more influencers, the page snowballed and grew to over 10,000 followers in just one month. By this time, the majority of the fires were no longer threatening towns and they were in the rebuilding stage. They were welcoming guests back with open arms and wounded hearts. As this initiative encourages direct bookings, figures tracking the number of bookings made through it are not easy to obtain. A number of providers, however, were able to confirm within hours or within the day of a feature being published, they received new bookings. One provider even mentioned they had three groups of guests arrive on the same day from locations all over the country who would all book with them after seeing their accommodation featured on Stay With Them. Given that for a lot of people, planning a holiday isn't something we do the day before we go, it's overwhelming to see the immediate effects the page had and to see how people were jumping aboard and getting to these regions as soon as they were able to. I had people messaging me telling me they'd cancelled overseas honeymoons to plan their trips now in fire-affected regions. I had a number of people contact me for recommendations on conference venues, with some as large as 400 guests for multi-night events. As the following grew and interest in the regions grew, I couldn't help but feel like it was starting to pay off. I thought, if even 5,000 of the followers planned a two-night escape in these communities, spending on average $1,000 across accommodation, dining out, shopping in the local shops, filling up their cars or visiting attractions, then that was $5 million for the region that they may not have had before. That's what really made my time worth it, knowing that I was contributing to the regeneration of these townships. But... All of that changed again in March when, like the rest of the world, everything came to a flying halt with COVID. COVID obviously looks different in every country in terms of how it was handled and how restrictions were placed on different activities. In Australia, we didn't have the strict lockdown rules that many other countries like New Zealand experienced. However, a number of strict restrictions were still placed to attempt to control the virus and the spread of it. At first, travel was still allowed, but isolation and social distancing was encouraged. But soon, that stopped too. 
all non-essential travel was banned and only those who had essential jobs or needed essential items were to leave their homes. This, of course, hurt the whole nation. But for the fire-affected regions who had just started enjoying guests again and just started getting hope again, this was a second hit that no one expected or needed. It was obviously a challenge to stay motivated maintaining a travel inspiration page while travel was not allowed. But for the sake of the communities, I needed to think of a way to keep them current and on people's minds. I continued to feature places on the feed and encouraged armchair travel and suggested while we weren't able to travel for those planning their post-ISO getaways to use the Save to Collection feature on Instagram. This way, people could easily find the locations they were interested in when we were given the all clear to travel again. In the month of May, it had seemed like we were coming to the end of travel restrictions, so I thought I would reach out to a couple of the providers to see if they would be interested in a giveaway. If they wanted to offer a room night or even a percentage discount on a night, I'd have a giveaway where the entry terms were you needed to follow all the accounts that had donated and tag a friend. I honestly thought maybe 10 places would get on board. But 60 places later and we had a whole month worth of giveaways. That was 60 winners I got to contact with the great news that they'd won a giveaway. That was 60 people who were heading to fire-affected regions to spend money in their shops, eat in their restaurants and potentially book additional nights with the accommodation provider. It ended up being a great success with providers' accounts gaining between 200 and 500 new followers and potential guests. It also worked out to be perfect timing as travel restrictions were lifted at the start of June. However, as the elimination method was not adopted in Australia, COVID is still present in many regions. This has meant border restrictions between states have stayed in force and some regions have had to have further lockdowns due to the outbreaks. As I said, it certainly hasn't been an ideal time to be running a travel inspiration page, but in comparison to what the providers have been through, it's nothing. These regions have had setback after setback and had their economies crushed twice in a number of months. For many of the accommodation providers, this business is their livelihood. Their bills and their mortgages have not stopped while their businesses have been forced to shut down. It's because of this, I still have an overwhelming desire to help this cause and continue to support the page. A website has been launched just this month to continue the efforts of the page and keep people thinking of these regions for their next holidays. After having been contacted by a number of providers across the nation who were not in fire-affected regions, I also decided to create a nationwide initiative, Stay Here This Year. It's built on the same principle as Stay With Them, but in response to COVID and its effects on the Australian tourism industry as a whole, as opposed to just the fire-affected communities. Of course, I hope moving forward when COVID is behind us and our travel and movements once again become unrestricted, that many of you can help support the communities in need. In the meantime, feel free to follow at Stay With Them AU and get inspired for your post-COVID escape.